What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 79 of the Strength Through Vulnerability podcast. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? As always, so good to be here with you. This week, I have an interview with Michelle MacArthur, and man, she does so many amazing things. I can't, it's so hard to put into words all the things that she does, and you'll hear a lot more about the many things that she's involved in in this episode, but a few things that come to mind are that she's a survivor, an entrepreneur, and a believer. Those are three major things for her, and in this episode, we dive into her incredible story of you know, she was diagnosed with a disease that put her near death. She's gone through really difficult things like a divorce and struggles with pharmaceutical drugs really draining her and causing her to experience depression and anxiety. And we talk about how she actually found a lot of, she gained a lot of hope and she found a lot of benefit from herbal remedies. And in fact, she's Michelle, actually running it is a so company good to that produces to you and distributes herbal remedies. So I'm doing very good, cool. Tommy. We get into different topics. A lot this of this episode is actually about nutrition. A, and I do just want as a quick here, disclaimer, uh, since the last time we there's no single said, diet um, so that works for everybody, right? So I just, as Me a disclaimer, I'm, I'm so grateful Michelle shares a lot of things. Make sure that you do your own research to figure out what works so many incredible things. But she has grown a wealth of knowledge she's found in many things that work well for her and so she shares so, a bit about um, I want to dive right into it you have so and, much uh, going yeah, on it's I think you know when you provide stuff, a little bit about her story and for me to prepare so for this more. interview so without further you, ado you're a, a mom you're an entrepreneur you're a wife like you're all these things and you're an advocate for so many different kinds of people really um, I, I just want to hand it over to you to give a brief overview like if somebody asks you Michelle, what do you, what do you do? What are you all about? What would you say to that? Well, in addition to the one things that you said, um, I am a believer. Hmm. Um, I'm uh, passionate about being an educator, a speaker, um, as you mentioned, a, um, uh, an advocate, I'm a podcast host and an ambassador. And when people do ask me, who am I? I get to tell them that I am a strong a compassionate, strong, resilient woman of clarity and a believer of second chances. Mm. Man, that's good. I love that. I love that. And you really do live that out. You are so involved in so many different things. What I always see you posting about these, correct me if I'm like misrepresenting what they're all about, but these like women empowerment events um, over Facebook live, or I forget exactly how you host them, but you're always setting up these events for women to come together and really empower each other and, and share their stories. And, you know, I want to know what, what caused you to feel so passionate about that space, you know, because people's hearts burn with a desire for a ton of different things. Why, why is it that for you? Or why is that one of the things for you? Well, I guess that kind of goes into where my, two businesses that I have as far as that I'm a part of, MacArthur Accommodations, where I'm the founder and CEO, and uh, we are a hospitality, health and wellness, coaching and consulting advisors. That's where my life started. And that actually started when in hospitality in the hotels, when I was younger than you <laughs> and just starting my life. And at the age of 22, I got diagnosed with a pretty serious uh, illness and I had death at my doorstep. So the story goes, 
uh, the viewers can listen to it on YouTube. Um, but that's where it was a major crossroad for me. And it just came to a screeching halt because I had doctors telling me that I had two choices, either to do chemo or steroids. And then I was looking going, okay, trying to figure out. And it was just like, I was in a Charlie Brown, um, movie hearing one walk, one walk, but, um, I was always blessed with my strong faith and being raised as a PK, preacher's kid for those who <laughs> not know. But I was able to tell the doctor um, that, no, ma'am, if Jesus is calling me, then I'm ready. But that led me down a long road of, it's been over three decades, back in 1989, older than you, I know. <laughs> and so it, it was just a road. And 14 years of that road was with pharmaceuticals. Um, I was dying and I was put on hundred milligrams of prednisone. My CPK was over 5,000. I couldn't raise my hands. I couldn't do anything within um, what muscular dystrophy is all about. On top of that, I had an overlap with erythematosus lupus on top to make that a double autoimmune. Hmm. So through that 14 years, um, I tried all these pharmaceuticals, the prednisone shut down all of my kidneys and all of the organs and everything. And I had various remissions and relapses of that time. Um, in 1996, um, I believe that's your age as far mm -hmm. as young. And I had a beautiful black baby girl. She was uh, a miracle who is mm -hmm. 24 years old now. And I was really blessed with that. Um, and that started uh, another road of learning about Western medicine. And I did school papers and uh, became an advocate of good and bad doctors, what it's like learning through depression and anxiety and all these different things that either you get from side effects from pharmaceuticals or from my genetics. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me to become a lot stronger. And it was a really tough road. So that from there, I was preparing at another time in my life, and there had been many, to go be with the Lord. And at this certain time, my blood pressure was like 220 over 100 and something stroke level. I was in my 30s. Uh, my daughter was um, about three years old, and I was just grateful that I had that time. But the Lord led me to a herbal uh, clinic. and. That changed my life. And being a dual citizen, I'm from Argentina also, I knew about plants and herbs and natural because of my grandmother, but it never correlated. And so when I walked in, I just wanted to lose weight because I wanted people to say goodbye to me, not in, you know, looking at me terrible, but and forgive me for, I asked the Lord for my vanity. I wanted to be in an Ann Taylor suit that I had many of after working my way up the ladder in my career in the hospitality as a hotelier and, tour and tourism, which is in my DNA. The master herbologist had a different, when he looked at me, I had leg braces, I had a walker, I had neck brace, all this, I looked pretty comical. And I told him, I just wanna lose weight. And he said, uh, okay. Okay, and that started my road at um, Holistic Herbal Health, which that's where I am the president of uh, today. 
and that is a, a dispensary of Chinese herbal medicines, well, herbal medicines from all over the world, uh, world-class teas and international quality aromatherapies. So that's where I kind of just went through. And that was either in 1999 or 2000. So it's been, uh, I guess we'd say 20 years since I started that road of alternative medicine. Wow. You have a jam-packed story. There's... That, that's my why as far as where it comes from. So, yes. Mm, man, that's so good. I, uh, there's just so many directions to go. You know, one of the things that I would love to bring up is just, you mentioned how many moments in your life there it's been near death. There's been a legitimate threat of death right in front of you. And your mindset is, is of course unique. Um, not necessarily unique to believers per se, but not everybody has that outlook of, Hey, when it's my time, it's my time to be with the Lord. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of beauty in that. And, um, I can only imagine that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but having those near death experiences, I don't know if that's the right terminology to use here, but I'm going to use it. Um, those near death experiences, does that give you like an extra zest for life almost because you you've been so close and you know how close you've been and you want to live each day with so much purpose and energy. Does that seem I, to be right? I, yeah, I would definitely that say that that is, I've always been a very high energy. Maybe, you know, back then they didn't have ADHD attention deficit, you mm. know, Probably that was me because I was always on the go. Um, I also never knew about having the neurological part of the muscular dystrophy. And I am just, I think, wired as full of energy. Hmm. But when you have that, um, and each of us are different how we face traumas and tribulations. So yes, that is my stronghold. And I'm blessed, like I said, with my faith. But I mean, I struggle for with depression, I struggle with worrying all the time, I struggle with uh, not even being able to the, um, the cognitive part of, of not being able to formulate the words it just the wires in the brain don't go to the mouth or don't go to the hands. But it is all about getting back on the horse. You fall off, get back, and just to keep trying. And that's where I just keep bringing my strength from, no matter what. And there's bad days, you know, we all have them. And for me, when I went through divorce, that for me was worse than death itself. So I think we all were different. And where death was not as big of a deal for me, but divorce was. Mm. And, and that's a pretty wide range. And so it gave me an opportunity to really look at people. And I love being able to look at people into their eyes because that is their road to their soul. And it really talks about who they are and learning about that. I was able to ace a lot of papers in school, most of the psychology ones, because I love the brain. And I love the emotional intelligence side of it. And just really what makes people um, just what makes them be and to be able to try to find and please people and be able to make them smile or find what it is for that. That's that's something that is important for me. And it's really needed right now in this crazy 
times we're in. Mm. Amen to that. You're so right. When I um I didn't realize or I forgot that you went through a divorce. Did that when did that happen in the midst of all of these other experiences you were having? Oh, you know, it was that was a pretty hard time. Most of the people from work didn't even know, but my daughter, if I had to ask for forgiveness each day, it's um how much, you know, coming home and crying and just being terrible. I think it was 2004 Mm. when the separation and then I couldn't even look at papers until 2007 but I'm not exactly it was a pretty dark time so I can't be uh, held accountable for the actual date on that that's totally fair game yeah wow that's just on top of all the other stuff going on I can only imagine that that was so difficult and uh, you know I want to go back a little bit to how you said, you know, you had gotten this diagnosis uh, that put you in a position of, you know, death was a legitimate possibility. And shortly thereafter is when you had your daughter and, you know, like you were young when all this is happening and you're like starting out your career. And for people who don't know you yet, keep up with Michelle. You can't. Michelle is a grinder. You do so much and you do so much great work. Um, You're career just taken off and all of this stuff is happening like from an emotional perspective seeing like did you ever fall into that comparison trap of like your friends that maybe you graduated with who were you know excelling in their careers and and you were also but you were also dealing with all of these things on the side that just made it so much more difficult for you to continue going yeah I now you know I'm 53 now I think that's it. Um, <laughs> 52, 50, let's say 52, right? Um, when I look back and especially having this time of this COVID sabbatical is what I call it. <laughs> I like really that. Evaluating life. But through those times, when I was first given the diagnosis, the first thing I said, and I went back to, um, I worked for Marriott and they, it was one of the best companies in the world for me. They trained me, they taught me, but I, you really, I really learned the ethics and morals and integrity. And they said, what do you want to do? Come back, you know, you can do, and they're the ones that really made me go to the doctor because I mean, I had black eyes, black hands, and I was, I looked pretty like death. And I came back and I said, well, little dry humor here. If I'm going to die, then I guess I want to go where all the old people go retire. And I just remember their faces going, what? Uh, Okay, where do you want to go? And I had just been um, the week or the months prior, I guess, I'd been to Fort Lauderdale. And I said, well, I want to go there. I want the beach. And they, such support. Oh, well, the dean from my dean from Cornell started Nova University. You need to go there. And then I got transferred there and started my life. And I, I just, I've lived my life knowing that I may not get tomorrow or my body may shut down and I won't have it. And so I think that is where the energy really comes because I want to make the most of it. And I'm one of those that really thrive on what will people say what's going to be my legacy what's going to be on my tombstone when people are giving you know the eulogy of michelle and so i went and it was 
I don't even know how I did it. I was on, I mean, a hundred milligrams of um, prednisone. Look it up. It's pretty high dose. <laughs> so I was writing papers and uh, doing some speeches and getting up and talking. And they're on those big VHSs that I haven't gone back to. But <laughs> later down in there was like at another job, when you fast forward back when I was in Dallas, one of um, the general managers, and I was a director of sales at the time, he and I were actually schoolmates. And he brought that to my attention. Oh, my goodness. I remember. And I said, I have no clue. I don't even remember what I did. But I was just, it wasn't me. It was the Lord carrying me. And I was just in my body doing Um, But that's where you look at it. And for people that are out there, my take to uh, your listeners is just live each day like you only have that. And many people around the world, they got a little glimpse of that, you know, with what I call this COVID sabbatical, because that's what their world just got turned upside down. And when people ask, well, what are you doing today versus, you know, I had to look at dear friends in the hospitality that took a drastic cut, just major drop because of the way the pandemic hit financially, everything and seeing them going, not knowing what to do. Well, back when I got sick, I segued hospitality and health and wellness together because there is a major combination, but I just just kept going and I was very fortunate that the Lord always sent me angels that supported. Now, even though I had that, there were the ones that might have been intimidated, might I have a very strong dominating demanding personality and I didn't get, you know, to the top and being really good at what I am with sales and marketing, you know, just by being timid and I have a voice And I, that's where I went and I just worked and really was also a little OCD about making sure that I would never ask anybody to do anything I couldn't do. There were times I couldn't write. Sometimes this hand doesn't work. Sometimes it's like, I can't pick up a pen. Sometimes there's different things that'll happen, but that's been something that's very important and how I led teams of my staff that I would never ask them. Now in, in the hospitality, when you're trying to do convention services and move stuff around, it was, um, I became a good finger pointer, but I would still get and try. So of course I wasn't able to physically do it all the time, but. Yeah. Wow. You know, you, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you struggle at times with being anxious or being a worrier. And I can totally relate to that. And one of the things that can really help me, one of the perspective shifts that can really help me if I'm just having one of those days full of worry for whatever reason, one of the biggest perspective shifts that helps is thinking about, I don't have a medical condition like you do, but literally today could be my last day. Tomorrow could be my last day. If I was to leave this life right now, would I have wanted to have spent the last six hours worrying about whatever stupid thing I was worrying about? (laughs) You know, I think that's such a powerful mindset shift. And, um, you know, of course, you have the medical diagnosis to go along with it, too. 
And I, I think it's really inspiring to hear that that's something that really gives you life and helps you to live your life to the fullest, like to literally live every day as if it was your last. And I think everybody needs to hear that, that whether you have a medical diagnosis or not, we never know when we're going to go. And we can't waste a single second that we're here because we have a job to do here. Every- exactly. And and that that is a big thing. And, you, you know, you asked as far as people that, I might have, you know, gone to school with and look back when I was during this time, that's when I posted my God story uh, on for the world to see. It was an opportunity for me to really evaluate what have I not done? I spent all this time working and making my way. Then I had another relapse and I did this, I did that. And now I'm an empty nester. That was a hard one, Mm. you know, helicopter mom. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, just making sure, but it was hard. And then just really seeing, okay, wait, what has Michelle not done? What does Michelle want to do? Michelle wants, okay, how much does Michelle have to catch up, you know, in that 30 years, let's say. And so I've kind of been on um, in overdrive to just see what is it, you know, let me learn this. Let me try this to, as I've been restructuring businesses and, seeing what what philanthropically I can do to give back more. And that's where I've been. But when I look at, yeah, oh, the worrying and, and that is, that's a hard one. That's my biggest sin is worrying, but I've always just held on tight when I didn't feel like I could go any longer or the muscles wouldn't work or something was happening. It was the Philippians 413. And that was through the younger part. That's what got me through. Mm-hmm. After I had uh, my daughter, uh, Victoria, it was her scripture. And her scripture was 1 Peter 5, 7 of all the ones. Cast all your anxieties and your worries on me because, I, you know, he cares for us. Mm-hmm. And those two were such power. And then there's the third one, because I always like threes, is the be still. Be still and know that God is there in Psalms 4610. Um, those are the ones. And I found myself really coming closer with my time, my study time with the Lord, with praise and worship, and just finding a little bit more quiet time and being ex- taking more advantage of focusing on athletics, trying if I can run or if I can walk or if I'm doing Pilates or stretching, just really making sure that I'm taking care of my body, which our body is the temple. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, for all the people out there who maybe don't know Philippians 413, that's, um, I can't recite it right now for some reason. Do you mind reminding people what it is? I do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Perfect. There we go. Yeah. Now, those are all so good. I, 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 what I love about those two is that, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, you can still cling on to those. If you believe in some form of a higher power, you can believe in, in what those are saying and they bring comfort. They really do. Um, I, I love that you really held on to those three in different moments of your life to help you get through and, uh, and continue to today. You know, that's awesome. Um, I want to talk more about the the holistic herbal medicine, right? Your your company is called Holistic Herbal Health, and right. that one's not my company, but I'm the president of it. Okay, very gotcha. tied in. 
Gotcha. Now, you were on all these pharmaceuticals, and then all of a sudden you went and you saw this person who was doing all these herbal remedies. Something must have happened for you to want to get involved in an herbal remedy company, right? Like, did you start taking herbal medicine or how did that, and, and it's helped a lot. Can you explain kind of what your experience was, what was like so with that? I was pretty toxic of when you're on steroids in that high dose, I had to take a cocktail of pharmaceuticals to counter react mm-hmm. um, all of that one uh, pharmaceutical. And so it was about detoxing and my blood pressure was so high. So it was at the point that I had to stop, do something. And I get, I suffer from major migraines. Hmm. So when I would have like a terrible migraine, I would go into a natural food store and I would be like with um, the oils, either eucalyptus or peppermint or something that was cleansing to help um, clear the passageways to help the migraine. So I would always do. Then there's... Eastern medicine from acupuncture to uh, cupping to whatever there, you've got the little herbologist there or the acupuncturist that, and they will always give you teas. That part of healing is so unique because it's about being natural. It's about really coming into um, the plants and the plants are God's medicine. But I, at one point, I really didn't really understand that. Just remember, I remembered my grandmother telling me to go grab a plant to make a tea. But I knew subconsciously, okay, go here, go here. And I would go and wouldn't understand what they were talking about. They would check my pulses. There's six on each hand. They would look at my tongue. And I just knew that they were going to give me a tea uh, to drink, which is natural. And I would drink it but I never got where I needed to go. And I was never really completely acupuncture. I pay a lot of money and it might help me for a couple of weeks. It wasn't the combination. When I came in the master herbologist, he came through and said, no, we need to do this and this, but your blood pressure is so high. I can't touch you. Let's go to the doctor. And he was trying to get me through to go through a certain stage. And just the way that the situation worked is my doctor was out of town. I was like with major blood pressure. He started detoxing me, which doesn't recommend to do that for anyone. When you hear me talk today, it's always about nourishing your body first and then detoxing to make sure your body is strong enough but I was definitely at a point that I could have had a stroke. So he just started cleansing me out. And you hear me today talking on different uh, platforms about taking a real focus on your organs because we only get one of them. And so he just started cleansing. There was so much toxicities in my liver Mm. now. Yes. From drinking, but from the pharmaceuticals, So just started cleansing me out and pathogens because I've been in different countries. Pathogens just started two, five and a half gallon buckets of pathogens. I was probably about 50 pounds overweight because of the steroids. So that's all I cared about. Diet. Diet was real, real a key. Uh, I had to stay away from bread, pasta, rice, and sugar. Sugar, number one toxic invader. 
uh, an addiction worse than heroin, I had to really stay away from that. Being from Argentina, the Malbec red wine with meat, it was like, nope, can't do it. So I went through a lot of stages of doing exactly what I was told because it was easy for me to have those blinders because all I wanted to do was lose weight. So he got into my why and started really cleansing. And my brain, I started getting more um, focus and clarity and being able to think and being calm. I wasn't having the panic attacks and the palpitations. And that was my road. It was a long road. And I was stuck in this clinic for while my body was being changed, my blood pressure would go up, it would come down, and he was there observing and watching me. So as I'm there, it was a pretty busy clinic. I'm just memorizing, I guess, everything that's happening. Oh, okay, well, this person can take this, this, and that's how it really started. But the herbal medicines are, I say, again, God's medicine. Some people, there's talk on the street, will say, oh, well, that's a hocus pocus. No, there's scriptures in the Bible that talk about John the Baptist, you know, ate locusts and ate like gecko. The gecko animal is good for your lungs. There's just so many different formulas that are helpful with helping. The Romania is a root. It helps with um, nourishing the blood and the kidneys as far as in the kidneys are how we pass our genes down. The kidney and liver controls the heart and the heart controls the mind, the mind racing, the worrying all the time. It comes from the foundation, which is your kidney and liver and the emotions reside in the liver. So that's about cleansing. So that's a little bit about the holistic herbal health and the alternative, but it's not just the herbs because people will think about acupuncture. Acupuncture moves the herbs. The herbs are the foundation. People will know about ginseng. That's a tonifier for the kidneys, but the foundation is the herbs. So you can stretch, you can go get cupping, you can have be, have chiropractor, acupuncture, exercise. You can, that moves the herbs, but that doesn't go with the other um, elements to balance out your life, eating right, staying away from MSG, GMO, um, hormones, making sure that you're not eating processed. And if you, you know, from time to time eat junk food, do it in moderation and eating clean, 75% green leafy vegetables, 25% lean meat. Make sure that you drinking hot lemon water in the evenings helps cleanse out um, what else can I tell you is exercising, we said, and getting rest and not just getting rest, but having that quiet time. Some people will say meditation or prayer or stillness and just being quiet, allowing get outside where nature is, because that really connects you with your body. Mm. Man, so much good there. Like I, I'm, I'm so interested in nutrition and I'm a huge advocate of finding time to be still, to just not do anything, right? And it's actually something I've noticed lately about myself is I'll go from one thing to the next, whether it's work to my phone, to YouTube, to playing video games, to, you know, whatever it is, always constantly taking in information and never just sitting there and just chilling out. But it's something we talk about a lot on this podcast because it's so important, you know? it. It's funny because we can go like eight hours straight working, but 
all it really all we really need to do is take you know half an hour to be still and we kind of revitalize and re-energize ourselves you know um and i guess i'm very interested in the nutritional aspect of things because obviously you know for years thousands of years we treated food as if it was life source as if it was medicine you know and um and what's cool is your company is is still doing that but so many of us myself included a lot of the time eat for enjoyment eat to fill up eat to just have something that tastes good i would love to hear your take on do you do you think that cancers and other diseases like that would be less common if we were more in touch with the power of food as medicine? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we are what we eat. And while there are so many different types of toxicities like pharmaceuticals or alcohol, the elements and the climate outside 5G being on right now for some, we're on zoom 24 seven and just go, go, go. There's healing in food and learning to be able to know what a person's specific body type, because we are all different. What is good for me? I'm allergic to everything, everything, you know, anything fermented. Do you think about that? That's in vinegar. That's in, mm-hmm. you know, as far as nuts, mushrooms, anything that's fermented, but learning what your body can do, uh, going more in tuned about how your body is doing a tongue test as far as, and sometimes if I am allergic to tomatoes and shellfish, but if I put it to my tongue, a little bit of a tomato, cause I love them. And I feel this electrical uh, sensation that tells me, uh, today's not a day. Stay away from the tomatoes, which are shaded but eating healthy and making sure that you are eating clean and doing the junk food or fast food. Fast food is a no, no, because there's so much MSG, so much toxicity. When you do then balance it out with properly cleansing your body. What I tell people is some of the basic wellnesses of cleansing is clean out your gallbladder several times a year. If you do not have gallbladder issues, if you're just a normal person, right? If you don't have your gallbladder, that's even more uh, a red flag. Make sure you're doing it anyway, because you have your ducts and you want to make sure that the sludge is not getting blocked up in where the ducts are, because then you start shooting that sludge and toxicities into your pancreas and other parts of your body. Clean out your arteries. I can't tell you how many people are young and they look good on blood tests. They're athletes. And those are the ones that people are shake, scratching their head wondering why did what happened to them that they died. Clean out your arteries. Your cardiovascular is so important. Your body type can just make up that those calcifications. I have um, hereditary high cholesterol which creates the stones and creates a lot of other. So make sure you're cleaning out your arteries and nourish, nourish your body as far as the the kidney and liver and the areas, but the kidney and liver harmonize with the stomach and spleen. So for some people that stomach is digestive. If you're eating three times a day, you want to have three bowel movements a day. If you do not have normal bowel movements, all that toxicity is coming out. 
So then some people may need to clean out their colon or their digestive or they may need to really clean out the toxicities that are from the brain that are just derived through the body. So those are some things that I can tell you that's really important along with eating clean, because if you do just count it, I mean, for me, I can't eat anything spicy because my gallbladder does not like it. The gallbladder does not like fried, spicy and onions, peppers, processed MSG. And if I do, I know that I will go a certain, it's a time clock. It'll start ticking until I need to start really cleansing my body and the fatties, the fatties that are in your body. Um, there's some super high grade oolong teas that are fabulous, but you can't take them if you have high blood pressure and it helps cleanse out. So those are some things and it just works together because food, we are what we eat. The herbs are God's food. It's all correlated together. Mm, absolutely. There's so much good information there. For people listening who want to learn more about herbal remedies, about the power of food as medicine, as medicine what are some resources that you usually tell people to check out? Well, uh, I, there's, I mean, it's all over the internet. What I do tell people is make sure that you consult with an expert. Don't just go on Amazon or Google and try to shop and self-diagnose. Like people mm -hmm. tell you to not go and diagnose about medical things. If you are with serious health issues, always consult a physician and an expert uh, medical expert. But if you're looking at just being natural, there's the hot lemon water, I said. But if there's more, you want to really get something tailored to you, consult with a, um, an expert in the area because it's something that's going to be tailored to you. Too much chamomile can be toxic. People don't think about that. If you are stuck on melatonin, then, and you have been for a long period of time, people don't realize that your body and your brain stops making its own melatonin. So we, we offer an array of services. If anybody wants to reach out, I've given uh, a special gift for your listeners that they can uh, text tongue T O N G U E to six, six, five, nine, nine. And the websites are uh, available. They can reach out to, um, to us. It's holisticherbalhealth.net. And what else can I tell you? There's all kinds of um, literature all over, but I'm here to help whoever might uh, need to have some questions. We offer uh, an array of services with MacArthur Accommodations. That's where the coaching and consulting come if they want to be handheld and to walk through, help me set up a diet, help me do and the at holistic, it's about formulating uh, formulas that are specific and get on. If you are just wanting to be healthy, then those are the best. If you are healthy already, make sure because you always want to look at your tongue. You never know what's going on because you can see if there's heat. If you have like a, a line in the middle there that tells you about hereditary heart and seek out. I really encourage people to seek out uh, help to make sure you can stay healthy. I tell people that together our two businesses uh, specialize in creating immunity for life. And use that right now that we are in this pandemic to really 
put um, your step again, uh, ahead of the game to be healthy and enjoy your life because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We just, we, none of us know, especially after all that we've been through. And there's been so many deaths. And that's another passion that I have is really educating people to be healthier and to really think about it. Uh, another thing I can tell is please don't drink tap water unless you are in the country and you're drinking, but tap water like here in Plano in the cities, uh, it's not good. Make sure it's distilled, reverse osmosis. Um, even if you can't do any of that, boil your water before you drink it because toxicities reside in there. Mm. Man, there's so much good in there. So many uh, just resources for people to go to. I appreciate you sharing all of that with the listeners. Um, so much to learn and so worth learning um, in order to live our best lives right now as while we're here. Um, Michelle, as we're wrapping up, I've been finishing up each episode by asking three questions to my guests. So if you're ready for it, I want to run those three by you. I'm ready, Tom. Let's do it. All right. The first one. Now, I got to say, I had been asking people if they could define vulnerability in their own words, how would they do so? But I've been switching it around lately. And instead, my question to you is, what does vulnerability look like to you? Vulnerability um, to me looks like being transparent mm. with integrity. Mm. I like that a lot. That's really good. My second question is for all the listeners out there, if you know they're going to take a lot away from this episode because there's a lot in it, but if they were to leave with one message of hope, one anecdote, what would you want that to be? For any of the listeners out there to know that they are not alone and never to feel like they are alone because Jesus is always with us and reach out and just reach out to know that there is somebody there to help hold on to your scripture and know that there's always hope because Jesus gives us that gift of everlasting life, no matter what the situation. And I guess there could be nothing worse than dying, right? Because then we're not here anymore and nothing else matters. Mm. So that is a big for me mm. with, the hope part because he gives us the ultimate hope and that's the gift of everlasting life. Mm. So good. I love it. My last question for you, Michelle, I'm really interested to hear about this because with all of your allergies, you know, I am a huge food guy. I want to hear what my every single guest's favorite food is. So please, Michelle, what's your favorite food? Ah, my favorite food. Well, is definitely <laughs> a, a good steak. Mm. There's nothing better than Argentinian meat. Mm. It's a good steak with a, a salad. I love the chicoria and the spinach and just a salad that goes together. And of course, in moderation, um, a good glass of, uh, of the red wine, a good Malbec. But that's my favorite food. And then mm. there's always a fruit that's a good is pomegranate. Mm. Wow. That's all. That just sounds so good. I haven't eaten dinner yet. So this is like perfect time to be talking about food. Um, Michelle, I love that. I'm so appreciative of your time and all the wisdom that you shared, the 
vulnerability, sharing just, you know, a tiny bit of your incredible story. I am, I'm so grateful for you. And before I officially let you go, can you tell people where they can find out more about yourself, your God story and, uh, and your businesses, everything let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say the, um, the gift for your listeners out there, they can text tongue, all caps, T O N G U E to six, six, five, nine, nine. And they can reach me on that. Um, take a selfie. That is for a free wellness, a basic wellness tongue analysis that I will help uh, any of your listeners to get started. Uh, my website, we've got the holistic herbalhealth.net. And you can also reach out to me at MacArthur Accommodations. That's M A C A R T H U R A C C. O-M-M-O-D-A-T-I-O-N-S. It's a mouthful. Two C's, two M's. But I can be, um, you can find me all over as far as social media. Uh, We've got a Facebook page. You can find me on uh, YouTube or Instagram or LinkedIn. I, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, so you can find me there too. Awesome. Fantastic. I'll be sure to put all those links in the show notes. So everybody listening, if you want to check out more of Michelle's stuff, please do. And there'll be a link right in there for you to click on. Uh, Michelle, thank you again. This has been a blast. It's always nice to connect with somebody who's got a different American accent as well. So that's been quite fun. Um, But really, I appreciate you, your heart. You're just so full of life and joy and it exudes out of you. Um, This has been a really fun conversation. Oh, Tommy. Well, I just want to encourage you to continue doing what you're doing. You're doing a fabulous job. And especially at your young age with your life ahead, please continue doing that because there's um, great successes with that because you're helping people. And please be that advocate and continue being that voice for so many that don't have because you don't know how many of the listeners that just need to hear that one thing of the stories that you share. So I wish you much success, much prosperity and many blessings for what you're doing in this wonderful ministry that you uh, you have. So thank you for that. Thank you for your service. Thank you for those words. I really, really appreciate that encouragement. Michelle, you rock. I appreciate your time. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I truly hope that it served you, that it perhaps inspired you and maybe even informed you a little bit as well. It means the world to me that you spend your valuable time listening to this show. So thank you. If you think it could serve, inspire, inform, or any other word for somebody else, I don't know if that sentence made sense, but if you think this would be a helpful episode or show in general to somebody else, please share it with them. Share it on social media, friends, family, whoever you think this show would benefit. That would mean the world to me. Just spreading this message is so, so important. The message that vulnerability is a strength. As always, please feel free to leave an honest review. You know, keep it in the four to five star region. No, I'm just kidding. Seriously, whatever honest review you're willing to give, that means so, so much. And definitely make sure you subscribe to the show because when you subscribe, you get notified whenever a new episode comes out. Y'all are amazing. I appreciate you so much. I hope y'all have an amazing day, no matter what friggin' day it is. Have a good one. (laughs) You guys take care. (music) Thank <music> you.